Welcome to hashtag ThatAsianIC. I'm Victoria Salvat, and I'm an instructional coach in Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville? Yeah, that Greenville. I'm also an organizer for EdCamp Greenville. In this podcast, I talk about all things education and taking care of your whole self as an educator. After quite a few months of a podcast sabbatical, I've decided to kick off or reboot my podcast, hashtag that Asian I see, and have a little twist to it. Um, at the beginning of my journey in um, finding myself emotionally um, about five months ago, four or five months ago, um, I realized that there are some things that I need to fix within myself. I talk about being raw and real and I talk about self-care and I believe one of my last podcasts talked about, I, I just described how I would go to counseling um, and I thought that maybe this was an avenue that would just be good for me um, and it really I still think it's good for anybody um, but then uh, the discoveries that I've found since then have led me to just something that's way more eye-opening um, and as a result my interest in social emotional well-being of people just people in general you don't have to be a child but children adults and especially educators though um, has just really heightened and I have this opportunity, or I had this opportunity to go to Dr. Ruby Payne, um, her conference in Greenville, South Carolina. And thankfully, um, my principal, Dr. Griffin, was able to come with me and hear all of Dr. Payne's just words of wisdom. It was amazing how much information Dr. Payne was able to just tell us uh, everything was backed up when in research and strategies that we could take back to our schools it was just rich in information um it's nothing i've ever been to before like anything i've ever been to before because it's it's almost like when you're a first year teacher and you go to um, your first conference or your first workshop and they do all these make and takes and you're so excited because I have something that I can turn around and actually do in my classroom. It's the same thing with the social emotional poverty conference. I felt like um, I have all this information now and the things that I can tell and do um, and share with other educators that I mean, you could at least try to see if it works. I feel like people have tried so many other things, but these strategies that she shared are unlike really any that I've ever heard. Um, And so at the end of her conference, I did ask Dr. Payne if I could interview her for just a few minutes before her um, ride was coming to pick her up because the very end, all the people have already um, left the conference area and I just wanted to steal just five more minutes of her time. So I thank her very much for her few minutes uh, for this interview and I hope that you get a little bit of um, just some nuggets, um, golden nuggets of um, facts from her and that if you want more information you either can go to one of her conferences I highly 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 recommend that you guys um, do that um, 
or you can also buy her books or her book, her new book on emotional poverty. So listen up and hope that you enjoy. All right, so we're here with Dr. Ruby Payne, and we just came from Dr. Griffin and I, my principal, were here, and we just um, listened to her conference all day on emotional poverty, and it was amazing. We couldn't stop taking notes. I think Dr. Griffin <laughs> has 12 pages of notes, or maybe 16, who knows? But um, Dr. Payne, I just, first of all, I'm trying not to geek out because you're amazing, <laughs> and I've loved you ever since I first began teaching 13 years ago, um, and I know all about your emotional poverty work, and now, um, well, your understanding poverty work, and now it's emotional poverty. Um, for brand new teachers, or teachers at that 28-year-old range, where they're like, ah, oh, I think I might you know, not do this anymore, is there any tips that you might want to give them, uh, maybe two or three things for understanding their students who are tough? Um, just off the top of your head, what would you say to them? Well, what I would say to them is I'd say and they can go online and get Before You Quit Teaching off of our website. Oh, it's a free awesome. download um, at ahaprocess.com. Yes. But I would say a couple things. One, if you have a student you deal with a lot, chances are really good they're injured emotionally mm -hmm. and psychologically. Yeah. So one of the key issues for when you're dealing with an injured student is how do I keep them from hurting others? Yes. How do I keep from re-injuring? And then how, what do I do to help them cope with the situation we're in? Okay. okay. So that would be one of the first things. The second thing, and it's quick and it's easy, and we talked about it today, is one of the fastest ways to calm kids down is to make them look at the ceiling. Yes. Because the brain literally cannot access and process emotion. So it's so quick. And so if you want a kid to calm down, you make them look at the ceiling. And if you have stuff on your ceiling, like pictures of cats or dogs or quotes or whatever, they've got something to look at. And it's a very quick way. And I always explain to kids why I had them do it. I said, it will help you calm down. Right. And you're giving them a strategy. And the third thing I would recommend is to understand that they actually have an unregulated, unintegrated brain. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a disrespect issue. It is mostly a physical issue where the brain is actually not regulated and integrated. Wow, that is definitely a paradigm shift. Thank you so much. And Dr. Griffin, you had a question also for her. I do. As you've given us so many great tips today to share with our, our teachers, and you've just articulated for the podcast several of those, is there anything that you would recommend as an administrative team in our building and as the instructional coach that we can do to support our teachers? Because it's hard when you're dealing with these children. It's hard when you're dealing with their parents. And I love that you brought that piece in, the, the threat assessment to include parents as well. But what more can we do to support their teachers down this long and often very difficult journey? Well, one of the things that I think is critical if you want to keep a good teaching staff is it's important to promote safety and belonging among the staff as adults. As I mentioned, isomorphism is the idea that what happens at one level of an organization happens at all. And if the teachers feel threatened and unsafe, and that they don't belong. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my big criticisms about federal policy and the extreme evaluation of teachers wow. at, was how competitive and uh, it made the whole profession and it eliminated a lot of safety and belonging for staff members. Mm -hmm. 
and I think it's critical that staff members have safety and belonging. I was fortunate to work in a high school that had one of the best, most coherent staffs I've ever worked with in my life. And it was just fabulous, and I think that it was such an incentive to stay and work together. So I think the whole safety and belonging thing for staff is huge. Thank you. And you feel like that's, mm -hmm. that is possible even with mandates from maybe, you know, federal mandates or state mandates as far, you think it's possible to have that? I think leadership can make that happen. Awesome. You, because one of the things, you have considerable control mm. about the extent to which you make an evaluation um, uncomfortable or comfortable. You have a lot of how you get your staff to work together, to plan together, to team together. You have a lot of control over that. How do you celebrate as a staff? I know one principal did this. Every staff meeting she brought a about eight or ten roses to the staff and then staff members were allowed to pick out a rose and give it to some other staff member and compliment them publicly for something they'd done that week. It just takes five minutes, ten minutes, but it's a wonderful way to build uh, belonging and safety. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Payne. Thank yes, you, Dr. Yeah, Griffin. My pleasure. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much for being here. here. Yes, and everybody yes. can um, order your book at the AHA Process. Dot right? com. Uh -huh. Dot com, Emotional Poverty in All Demographics. Thank yes, you, you can't get it, you cannot get it on Amazon, uh, <laughs> but you can get it on our website. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed the short interview with Dr. Ruby Payne and Dr. Griffin also um, asking a question so that we can take some things back to our staff members um, at our own school. Um, I, I think that social emotional poverty is a topic that is just starting to really lift off. It's something that's always been an issue in our schools but no one's really talked about it. Um, no one really talks about people's mental well-being as much. And I think we're starting to. Uh, and there's so much fear and anxiety coming more in the schools now for our safety and well-being that we can't, we can't just sit back and, and listen and, and watch the news. And it, it's not just, like Dr. Payne said in her conference, it's not just about... Um, doing all the safety precautions and having the people in place and you know all these things in place in the building that is uh, important but it's even more important to dig down to the root of the issue you know if there's something wrong with a plant or a tree you can't just cover it up or just dump a whole bunch of water in it in hopes of it reviving again. You've got to really fi figure out what's the root of it. What's the cause? Are there, you know, is there something wrong with the tree? Is there, are there bugs? Is there a fungus? Um, or is it really just water? What's the, what's the deficit? What's that emotional poverty in order for us to fix it? Um, and so I'm just super excited that I've had this opportunity to have this conference. Again, 13 years ago, I started reading or read um, Understanding Poverty and had these poverty trainings. 
And it was so eye-opening to, un- to see that there are students who struggle and the whys of their struggle. And I think it changed me as an educator. This is a whole nother level of poverty when students aren't getting, or adults, when people aren't getting the needs that they, things that they need in order to be successful in their mental well-being. And how important it is for us not to just talk about it, but then to do something about it. Whether that's in our schools or if you as a person, as an adult, reach out to, um, to other counselors outside of a school, that it really truly can change your life just by going out. I mean, it's like I've said in the, maybe in, different, in a different podcast or just in talking with people, that it makes a huge difference if, you're, if you feel like you're really coming down with something. Say you, you know, you've got a virus going on, but man, it's really persistent. It's not going away. Then you go to the doctor. You go to the doctor and they prescribe you with something because lo and behold, yeah, it's a virus, but if you don't do anything about it, then it's going to get even more, like, you know, it could be life-threatening. So going to the doctor is not a bad thing. And I say that in the perspective of our mental well-being. If you are going through some issues and it's persistent, going to a counselor is not a bad thing. And I think it's time for us to, and I'm sure people have already tried, but it's one more step for us to uncover all of that, to remove the fog and say, it's okay to take care of your mental well-being. Um, it's okay to take care of our students and their emotional and mental well-beings because in order for them to become better individuals and to learn better, we've got to also address that portion of them as people and to keep our whole society safe. More so, or more to uh, discuss as far as my own findings and um, changes in, in myself, um, in another podcast, in the upcoming podcast, um, but an, just this twist in hashtag that Asian I see. I hope you guys enjoy it. Moving on from just coaching information and taking care of yourself to social emotional needs and really taking care of your mental well-being. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you for joining me at hashtag that Asian IC. I appreciate your support as listeners. Tune in next Monday for another episode on all things education and taking care of your whole self. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram as that Asian IC.